Thanks for listening to the Adulting is Easy podcast, where we make adulting easier by making money easier. This is your host, Lauren. When you get a chance, please rate, subscribe, and review when you can. I'm joined today by JT. After working to pay off $50,000 of debt in one year, JT found himself with a little extra money and an incredible hunger for changing the family tree, which naturally led to real estate. After getting his wife's approval, their journey began, and a year later, they purchased their first duplex house hack. Their current investing strategy is value-add house hacking, with DIY as a major component. With YouTube on their side, lots of internet research, and a tremendous amount of determination, JT and his wife and son take on all the challenges that their real estate throws at them. They currently own three duplexes to themselves and one they partnered on. Thanks for joining me, JT. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to do this with you. Um, Really looking forward to uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Yeah, I'm excited too. And I do want to let everybody know this episode is sponsored by Steadily Insurance. Steadily covers many kinds of properties, single family, multifamily, vacant, restorations, apartment buildings, condos, and even manufactured homes, also Airbnbs and VRBOs. If you rent property to others, please support this podcast by clicking the link in the show notes and getting a quote today. So our goal for today is to make adulting easier for listeners by discussing a personal finance topic since managing money is a huge part of adulting. Today, JT, you and I are going to talk about house hacking, which is pretty clear in your bio. Can you tell us what that is? Yeah. So basically house hacking, it's when you purchase a property. It's usually a multifamily. Um, you live on one unit or even a, one of the bedrooms and rent out the others. Um, one one little uh extra that we add to that ourselves is the fact that we do value add, which uh, basically involves finding a property that's uh, pretty run down, but still livable. Um, we we like to use the FHA financing. So, you know, the part of the, that value add is that we, we have to have uh, FHA approve the, the property that we get. So it has to be livable by their standards pretty much. Yes, there are special inspections for FHA loans. Every property that you buy, you're probably going to get inspection on most of them. FHA has their own. So that makes sense. So it's going to be livable. It's just what? Going to be basically dated? It's going to be dated, run down. Um, you know, FHA, they like to look for things like peeling paint and things like that. Um, really, the mo- the main thing they've ever just asked uh, the owner to fix is peeling paint. Um, so as long as... Uh, <laughs> people can still live in it. They're pretty, I feel like they're pretty flexible, at least in my experience. So when you knew you wanted to invest in real estate, did you know right off the bat you wanted a house hack? Um, I think, I think I was doing research and uh, listening to other podcasts and reading books and stuff, stuff like that. And, and I, I figured the easiest way to start real estate investing would be, um, uh, house hacking, you know, like, like I, like you mentioned in my bio, I, we didn't have a lot of money or anything like that. We, we worked so hard to pay off our debts and be debt free. So we had extra money. So, you know, what best way to get started on real estate and and making money than doing something that's more safe, like house hacking. I've noticed, and I have a theory about this, that people that pay off debt can become great investors immediately after that debt's paid off because they get so disciplined about maybe sticking to a budget and having this certain dollar amount that's going to their debt. And then when that's gone, if you can just take that and immediately flip it over to investing, sometimes I think people that have debt to pay off can end up actually setting themselves up pretty well. Yeah, you're totally right. So 
for us, we paid off that debt in a year, um, and then we were like, you know what? I think we want to get a new car, but we don't want debt. We want to stay away from that. So we, you know, that extra money at first, we went ahead and uh, worked. I worked my additional job for another year to get enough money to buy a new a new car. So, you know, uh, a used car actually. So yeah, it, it gets really easy to get used to taking this ex extra chunk of money now and do do something with it. You know, in our case, we we bought the car first and then we went into real estate. So, you know, uh, yeah, that's totally true. So when you're doing the house hacking, you're living in one. Can you describe one side and renting out the other? But can you further describe what value add house hacking? Like, what are you doing after you're buying these properties? So the value add is that that part that's so important because the point, what we're trying to do is raise the value of the property. So that way we can get some money back from it and then reuse the money to uh, to purchase more property. So, you know, we're pretty much um, going down and fixing as many of the, the things that are bad in the property. Um, you know, uh, we, we like to target the, the good, uh, important parts like living rooms, uh, uh, kitchens, bathrooms, things like that. Things that will add value to the property and allow us to raise, you know, force appreciation pretty much and take advantage of that uh, magical uh, way that real estate works where suddenly the, the value goes up so much. And the rents too, right? So logistically, are you buying properties where one side is for sure already vacant for you to move into? So in both, um, I've done two house hacks. And uh, in both scenarios, we did have one inherited tenant. Um, on the first one, we went ahead and immediately, literally, I, as soon as we signed the papers to <laughs> close on the house, uh, immediately gave the tenant uh, a notice to vacate. So um, the second time around, we we got a little bit smarter because we thought, hey, we're going to be working on this property while, fix while living in it. Why not have that little extra income while we're working on our, on our side? Um, so the second time, we actually kept the tenant for a year until we were ready to, um, you know, give them termination and uh, begin to work on the other side. So you're moving into one side, fixing that side up, asking that tenant to leave, moving into the other side and then renting the side you just fixed up and then fixing up the other side. Pretty much. It's, it's, a, and then moving out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's, it's a terrible, terrible way of doing it. <laughs> It's, it's pretty stressful. We, uh, you know, we moved out a few times now. Um, I think every time we do it, we do become a little bit wiser and try different strategies. So, you know, that's part of our learning, learning experience here. Um, you know, like I said, uh, last time we got rid of, you know, we terminated the tenant right away. This time we decided to keep them. And, uh, you know, as long as everything works out, um, Keeping the tenant is, is a good idea, but but yeah, we're we're learning from our mistakes. Um, this this time um, for the house hack, you know, we we did terminate the tenant eventually, but we're actually going to be staying on on the finished side for a little bit longer while we get as much done on on the other side as possible. That way, when we do move into that side, we can at least live like civilized people. <laughs> Uh, unlike we've been doing uh, 
the past few years. <laughs> I know what that's like to live in a construction zone and it and it is stressful. And I think there's a level of stress to it that you don't really know you even have until you're out of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. It's um it's it's so crazy the things that we do, you know, because we want to get ahead and we understand the things that we have to sacrifice. You know, for a while we didn't have a kitchen or or any cooking, cooking, uh, uh, you know, an oven or anything like that. So, you know, I was making my, my morning eggs on a, on a toaster, on a, on a sandwich maker for, for the longest time. And it, it was just so funny how we just had like everything in one room until we, we got the kitchen ready. It's, but we learned from those mistakes. We, we did it better the next time. So can you tell us what the numbers were then on your, the first one, you what you paid for it, what you put down, maybe what you put into the reno, how long that took, and what you were able to. You, it sounds like you cash out refied it. So, what kind of can you talk us through with that? Yeah. Like what you remember from it, anyways? Yeah, for sure. So um, that first house hack, um, it was uh, pretty rough shape, and um, it was rented severely under market. You know, uh, at least at least $500 on their market. So uh, we purchased it for 310000 using uh, FHA at 3.75%. Good times. <laughs> um, <laughs> and at that time, the mortgage, including uh, 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 the loan, uh, the interest and taxes and insurance, it was 2200 bucks a month. Um, so as I said, we didn't make a ton of money or anything like that. So that $2,200 was, was uh, a little bit scary to deal with. Um, but the first thing I did there was that I took out a Title I loan. And I also took out a personal loan. Um, so it totaled up to $60,000 plus another $10,000 of my own savings. And um Basically, I'll, I'll give you the rundown. We we finished the first side. Uh, we rented it out for 1935. So, at that moment, rent was already covering the majority of my mortgage. So, I saw the potential of wow, man, this is this is crazy how quickly, you know, it can take care of your largest living expense that that quickly. Um, so then we moved on to the other side, and once we finished that second side, we had it appraised at, and it came back at four hundred uh, four hundred and forty thousand dollars. So that's already, and I'm making it sound easy, but that process took almost two years. So uh, by that time, you know, the property values were skyrocketing. So um, it did end up appraising for a nice amount of money. So. So we did the cash out refinance, and as you know, a year or two ago, the rates were extremely low. So we got it at two point six percent, so even lower than we had it before. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah. So, so how much after, cash was that? Like a hundred and fifty thousand? I mean, how much cash was that? Um, after we had loan pay down, so I think the mortgage was at at like two eighty three at the time. Um, okay. So. It was well over a hundred uh, in equity there, so we took that equity and paid down the Title One loan. Um, and even after doing that, our payment went down to eighteen ninety five a month. So even adding all that, it was it was amazing. So now at that point, one unit is covering 
the entire mortgage. So that was a huge win. And that also gave us the opportunity to, um, we still had equity left over. So we took out a, a HELOC and that's what I used to, long story short, that's what I used to purchase uh, the additional two uh, duplexes that I have now. So, you know, once we moved out of that second unit, now we are renting both sides, both sides at 1935. And that's actually covering the entire mortgage on the first house hack and part of the mortgage on the second house hack. So right now, where are you on the second house hack? So we have this first unit uh, pretty much completed. Uh, we have a few minor things to finish up before we get it uh, listed in, in April, uh, in March. We're going to wait until the hot season because you get a, the best tenant pool during that during that time. Um, but uh, we're, I'm getting started on the second side, on the second unit. Um, if, you know, those who follow my Twitter account will notice that I've started doing work on it. Uh, the fence fell recently, so I had to switch gears and work on that. So, yeah, we're getting ready to get this side rented um, for a nice, hopefully a nice uh, rent um, that will start helping us cover our mortgage while we work on the other side. Um, and then, you know, we'll hopefully move out. So your videos are incredible, what you're able to DIY for sure. And I have noticed too that your son is in some of them. So what does he think about this chaos, for lack of a better term? Yeah, I mean, he has a unique perspective on things. You know, um, house hacking with, with a child can be a challenge, um, but it's not impossible, I, I would say. Um, you know, he, I think he, to him, these things are a little bit fun. For example, you know, we have been times where we have had to put, make our bedroom a living room pretty much. And, or sometimes we've had to all sleep on mattresses because the floor, uh, the second floor was getting refinished. Um, uh, and the flooring, you know, uh, well, you couldn't walk on it, obviously. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> so to him, that was fun, you know, sleeping in a separate <laughs> area on the, on the kitchen and living room, you know, <laughs> So he, he has a, I think he's starting to understand why we're doing these things. And I think he understands that it's, uh, this whole thing is temporary and he's been joining, you know, joining me doing work. Uh, he helped me with the fence. Uh, you know, he, I think he really is interested in, uh, what we're doing and why we're doing it. Um, and I think he understands what value we're bringing to our family by, by making these sacrifices so, you know, just to add a little bit more, you know, some people might use um, having children as an excuse to not house hack or not do any of these things. But I see it a little bit differently. I see it as, hey, having a kid is my reason for wanting to do these things. You know, I'm doing I'm doing these things for him so that he can have a better future, um, setting that path for for a change in our family. I hear that all the time where people say, oh, that's cool that you can house act, but I can't because I have kids and I have no comeback for that because I don't have kids. But I'm like, you got to live somewhere. And right. if you're house hacking, especially in a duplex, you literally pick your neighbor. You have you run a background check on them and everything. You can't do that everywhere. Right. So 
I don't know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I I've always been kind of bummed that people give up on house hacking because they have a kid. And then you can also, I just want people to know, you can house hack, you can buy a duplex after JT's been in there and it's fixed up on both sides. Maybe if he ever sells one, right? And then it's completely fixed up. You don't have to be working on them while you're living there. So, I mean, I think that's a fantastic way. I mean, those numbers, just to go over them again. So you do an FHA loan, uh, the interest rate's 375, the purchase price is 310. Did you did you say that did you put 3.5% down on that JT? Right. Yeah, it was the FHA we put 3.5%. Um actually also we we asked the seller for a $10,000 credit and, and we got that too. Um the the banker wanted us to put that credit towards paying off the interest, paying down the interest. And I was like, no, no, no. I want to pay as little as possible down. <laughs> so, right. Have you seen this place? I need yeah, to fix exactly. this thing up. I need all the cash <laughs> I could keep. <laughs> exactly. Well, yeah. So you paid 310 for this. You fix it up. Um, it sounds like basically what the the title one loan and the personal loan, 70K, is that about what it costed to fix it up? What would you say it cost you to fix it up? I think it was around that amount, uh, seventy, eighty thousand um, dollars. Yeah, uh, that's that's what I'm thinking. We paid for it. I I have never sat down to actually calculate the exact numbers or anything like that. I probably don't want to know, but I'm just happy that it worked out, <laughs> and uh, it, you know we were able to pay everything off. And you've made money on that. Right. You you got more than that cash back out. You're able to pay that off. You're you still have the property, so it's still appreciating. It's well more than paying for itself. It's paying for itself and half of another property, basically, right? Yeah, you yeah, got exactly. you've locked in a two point six percent interest rate for like thirty years, probably. I mean, yep, sounds like sounds like a home run to me. I mean, you know, seventy yeah. eighty grand. Yeah, you've gotten that. You've gotten that back and. That property will continue to pay you for, I mean, pay dividends, if you will, for a long period of time. Yeah, for sure. I'm just happy, you know, that I know these kinds of deals don't happen to everybody and they don't happen that often, but I'm I'm glad it worked out and, you know, I made the best of it. Yeah, absolutely. So how do you balance doing all of this with also having a full-time job? Yeah, I mean that's 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 the tricky part, right? Um, basically, my days look like uh, on weekdays I work my nine to five, um, and then I when I'm done there, I just go over to the other unit and start working on the house hack. I'll do um, two to three hours each night, and I'll just get you know you get a little bit done at a time. Um, since I'm house hacking, I'm not really rushing. I have over a year to move in, move out, or and things like that, so. I, I put in a few hours each night, and then on weekends I'll um, I'll work six to eight hours on the property, and then you know the rest of the day I, I hang out with the family or any or anything like that. Um, it's not easy to have a good balance, but you know I always say I'm committed to accomplishing my goals, and um, it's not a matter of whether I want to do it; it's a matter of I have to do it. I, you know, this is what we want to do, and we have to accomplish it. So what's the plan from here? Are you, are you How long are you going to do this for? Are you going to do a cash out refi in this one and then do another duplex? Is that the plan? Well, so sometimes we are in a mood where we're like, hey, let's let's house hack again. Let's do this all over again. Uh, you know, take, take another two years of our lives and dedicate them to terrible suffering. No, it's not that terrible. <laughs> but... 
it all depends <laughs> in our mood, but I think as of now, I think we're settled on, uh, we're going to be done house hacking uh, when we're done with this side here. Uh, we're gonna move out, uh, find our forever home and uh, stay there. But um, I will always continue to do value add uh, investing in, but my days of doing DIY are pretty much numbered. So, you know, it's one of those things where we're at a stage where we understand that we can we can start just delegating some of those tasks and hiring other folks. So, you know, once we finish the house hack and we move out, uh, we're just going to continue purchasing more investment properties and do the uh, the bird method now. So. You know, that value add is so powerful that I think that's the only way I want to do real estate going forward. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if anyone wants to partner up in the future, just, you know, check out my Twitter. You'll see how, uh, how, how much work I put into my properties and how, how much I care. Absolutely. How is there anything you can't do or don't like to do when you're remodeling or renovating? Uh, <laughs> I, I, do things that I think I can do pretty much. Um, you know, there are things that I know I shouldn't do, like, you know, extensive electrical, extensive plumbing. But, you know, there are so many things that you can do um, and you can learn how to do by watching YouTube and things like that. So um, that that's pretty much my, my uh, guideline. If I can research it and it seems doable, I will try to learn how to do it, you know. One big example is the fence. I've always been so scared of doing a fence, but the fence fell down, so I had no choice but to learn how to put it back up. So um, I did extensive uh, YouTube research for that one, <laughs> and I think it turned out pretty good. It's, it wasn't so bad. Um, it's standing, it's straight, um, and I, I have a lot of <laughs> lessons that I learned along the way, and. Uh, the rest of the fence that hasn't fallen yet is in really bad shape. So I'll be taking care of that this spring now. Yeah, it is a bummer when stuff kind of happens before you were ready to do it. But I, I thought the fence looked pretty good. Yeah, yeah so thanks. yeah, electrical, plumbing, hire that out. Um, but you can do, I mean, you basically do, you do a lot of painting, it seems like. But we're talking like kitchens you know, dealing with the cabinets. Yeah. You, it seems like you change out vanities and toilets and light fixtures and all of those things. Yeah. That's one of those things that we also learned, you know, um, uh, I learned how to do flooring. So I installed LVP flooring all over the, the house. Um, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, like you said, and uh, one, one of the things that I challenged myself to do was, uh, redo the cabinets in the kitchen. So, you know, we took all those, the cabinet doors, sanded, painted them. We, it was, it was such a good experience. Um, I'm actually working on editing that video too. These things take forever to edit as I'm sure you know, but um, it's, um, it's going to be a nice little video when I, when I put it out there and uh, it's, you can see the transformation and it just feels so good to, once you're done, doing that work and you're used to walking into a room and it looks terrible. And then all of a sudden <laughs> you're, you walk into a room and it looks beautiful. It's, it's a real good mindset shift when you, when you see that change. I know, but then it's time to move. Exactly. You know, <laughs> every time I visit uh, one of my, my first house hack, I just internally, 
I'm like, man, that is such a beautiful house. <laughs> you get tempted to to go back, <laughs> but you know that's not that's not possible. Right. Well, that that yeah. You you've got your goals. You know what you're gonna do. Um, I did want to ask about when we said in your bio that you want to change your family tree, and we've talked about your son and that he understands that too. What does that really mean to you and your family? Right. Yeah. Um, so you know, I I come from relatives and family who mostly all live paycheck to paycheck, and or below the poverty line, and and that's okay for them. They I respect their their reasons for being that way but that's not what i want for us that's not what i want for our son um i want a better future for for him and i think the sacrifices we're making now will pave that future where you know my son and his children will have real choices you know they won't have to they won't be forced to stick to what everyone else is doing um and that's how i see it as I see, I see that as changing our family tree. Um, you know, after after I'm gone, we we get to lay a path for him, and and he will hopefully take care of those those things that we have laid for him, and and just make things different. You know, our last name can be something something different from what it has been over the past. You know, so so long for so long. Um, I think. To me, that's so important to give, to make that path for my son and, and his children in the future. And he's definitely going to see that it didn't come easy and that it took hard work. So I think he definitely will take care of it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, hopefully we'll be able to teach him the right way. You know, um, hope we're going to have a good business in the future. I, I know it. So if he decides to work with us and be in our business, that's, you know, he'll he'll get to learn all those things that we that we can do to improve our future. Absolutely, JT. Is there anything else you'd like to add before we wrap up? No, I'm. I mean, I'm very happy to be here uh, talking with you. It's I've been listening to you for a long time, so I'm. You know, it's really exciting to to be here talking with you. I was really excited that you agreed to come on and. I think value at house hacking is incredible. I don't think people talk about it that much. And your videos are awesome. Just so you know, I show them to my husband. I'm like, look, you can do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I told yeah. him, I'm like, I'm talking to JT. He's like, oh, the value add house hack guy. I'm like, yes, I <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping to inspire some people. You know, we're here just documenting our journey. And I'm just sharing everything that, that we're doing. Um, you know, whether it's good or, or it doesn't turn out so good, you know, I'm learning along, you know, along everybody else. And uh, it's, it's, a, it's a huge learning experience um, that we wanting, we're wanting to share. Yeah. So let people know where they can get in touch with you and where they can see your videos. Yeah. Uh, so I'm only on Twitter for now. Um, that's all the social media I can handle right now. Um, so you can find me there at JTXREI. So uh, if you're interested in uh, the day-to-day of a DIY house hacker, um, I would invite you to check me out. Um, You know, my content is mostly around DIY, property management, um, house hacking, value add, and um, a lot of videos, as you know, uh, just me doing house hack work. I love them. (laughs) Like the time-lapse videos. I'm I'm like addicted to them. Yeah, that's great. Thank you. 
So everybody, you can follow me on Twitter at Adulting is Easy. I also have YouTube. Please subscribe there. I'm on Facebook if you really need to find me, or you can email me at realadultingiseasy at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Hopefully, JT and I have made adulting a little easier for you. Thank you.